Welcome to Season 1 of The Happiness Show, your valued resource on how to live successfully on the love path. Here's your love path mentor, Julia Thornborough. Don't let your dreams die with you. Strategies for Perseverance and Success. Hi, this is Julia Thornborough, your host. Welcome to The Happiness Show, where I will show you how you can live an extraordinary life on the love path and leave the fear path behind. This show will give you time-saving tips on how you can do just that. If you like what you hear and feel you've heard something, hit the subscribe button. That way you won't miss a single episode. Share the episode with one other person. It's the best way to help the show and help me reach more people. Don't let your dreams die with you. Strategies for Perseverance and Success By the end of this episode, you will know what action steps to take to move your dream to reality. Now, in today's episode, the two qualities I'm focusing on are procrastination versus doer. Clearly, when you procrastinate, you are on the fear path because you are taking no action to move anything forward. When you are a doer, you are taking action which automatically puts you onto the love path. So let's get started and see how you can move your dream of inspiration to reality. Now, did you know that before people make their final transition, there are five major regrets that sadly never make it to the finish line? Bronnie Ware highlighted those in her 2012 book, The Top Five Strategies and Regrets of the Dying. When she worked in palliative care and with the dying, she talked with many people. And here are her findings. Regret number five. I wish I had let myself be happier. Regret number four. I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. Regret number three. I wish I had had the courage to express my feelings. Regret number two. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. And lastly, regret number one. Are you ready for a drum roll? I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me, which means hopes and dreams were left on a notepad, unfulfilled and untouched. Now, I'm sure you've heard this phrase. Every year, many sonatas get buried in graveyards all across the country, and I sincerely hope that will not be you. Now, in order for any sonata to come in life, an orchestra 
is needed. So let's see what instruments are in your orchestra of dreams. Now, because I happen to be a visual learner, I will be including instruments that will make up your orchestra. Remember, in the end, you will be the conductor of your orchestra. Well, you gotta have drums, and here you are making known your inspiration, your deepest desire of what you want to do or pursue. Whatever that is, it is worthy of being pursued. Do not second guess yourself or doubt yourself. You have trumpets. You are bringing to light your perspective, a new approach. You have a harp. Where now, think about it, where does your inspiration and perspective come from? You see, experiences that you have are unique to you. This is what makes you unique. No one else has walked in your shoes. For example, now right now I am developing season one of my podcast, The Happiness Show. Are there other podcasts that focus on happiness? Yes, but none of them take it from the slant that I do. In other words, how to live your life predominantly on the love path and know when you, when when you recognize when you are going onto the fear path. No other happiness podcast does that. But again, they have not walked in my shoes. My experiences is what created the slant for my podcast. You have a flute. Your, creative t- your creativity brings a new slant to your imagination. You are the unique person with your gifts. And if you're not sure of what your talents are, what I would like to do is encourage you to ask five people, what do they see in you as your gifts and talents? My gut tells me that I think your gut already knows what your talents are, but this will give you confirmation. You have a clarinet. Organization rules the day not scattered focus. Now I'll expand a little bit on how this works a little bit later in this episode. You have a piano. This is where your passion comes to life. No longer is your inspiration on a notepad. You are taking active steps to make it happen. You have symbols. Your gifts and talents are being brought to life. You have a tambourine. Your sonata is waiting for your masterful touch and guidance. Now, as the conductor of your sonata, what actions do you need to take to bring your sonata to life? Well, I have to bring up partnering up. I first mentioned this in episode one. Partnering up is where I encourage you to put your stake in the ground and where I ask you to ask two questions. Number one, does God answer your prayers? 
And number two, how often does God do that? Now, the reason why this is so important is because what you're doing by, that, by partnering up every day, you are laying the foundation for faith. Because in the end, you want to know God is real, God has your back, and God is the source. It also helps build your confidence to know that in this process, you are not alone. God has your back. Now, this partnering up doesn't happen overnight. It really comes from a compound effect. You don't know by, you know, when trust in the unknown is going to happen. But that's the ultimate end goal of partnering up every single day. Now, why is trust in the unknown so important? Because this is where you are letting go of all expectations. In other words, as you begin, you are not saying, oh, I am going to be CEO of the company, or I am going to have such a following, it is going to be mind-blowing, or I am going to be making X amount of dollars. If you have trust in the unknown, you trust God is with you. You let expectations go bye-bye because you want to allow God to help you in this process. It also helps you to live in the present and not bring future expectations because when you do that, you are moving yourself from the love path and you're automatically putting yourself on the fear path. And I always want you to remember, in this process, God is your friend. God only wants the highest and best for you. Partnering up is not going to be easy. And when that light bulb hits, where all of a sudden you can trust the unknown, you don't know when it's going to happen. But it's by being consistent in partnering up. As a result, you're not going to let negative thinking move into your life. Because when negative thoughts come, you're going to recognize them. And you know that positive thinking is the only vehicle that is going to move your life forward. So now, for starters, you might be wondering, well, okay, I have this idea, but how do I begin? Well, again, God is your friend. So simply start having a conversation. Your partnering up could be something like, okay, God, this is what I'm really interested in. Or this is what I really would like to do. Where do I begin? Another partnering up could be, well, I'm going to need some funding. Where do I start? Where do I go? Now, who are some people or organizations I could hook up with? Are there any organizations that could help me put together a blueprint for action steps? And how can I be open to all possibilities and let go of the process? Because I know that is important. Now, these different tips I've given on what you could ask for prayer, this is not all at once. 
that becomes a part of the process as you are taking action. Because the thing is, you end this process when you are partnering up, this is when you want to now pay attention to your thoughts because that is going to be God giving you direction, giving you solutions. So partnering up, it could be the most minuscule of prayers. You've already heard me say, I've partnered up on how to find a mermaid bottom. In another podcast, I partnered up on how to thread the eye of a needle. I mean, it could be anything. But partner up and pay attention. Well, now that you know that partnering up lays the foundation for your sonata coming to life, what can you do to maintain focus so that you're not scattered and trying to go this way or that? And Gary Keller, in his book, The One Thing, and he, Gary Keller is of Keller Williams Real Estate, uh, origin, but the opening to his book is with a Russian proverb. If you chase two rabbits, you will catch neither one. So what does that mean for multitasking? It goes bye-bye. You only focus on one thing. I mean, that quote is extremely powerful. And I use his book the one thing all the time. And I don't get anything from it. I have read his book. I think it is invaluable if you really want to have success. He lays out why it is so important to focus on one thing. Now, what focusing on one thing does is it helps fine-tune your discipline to one direction. Habits build consistency of action. And that comes from working on your sonata every single day. Now, in Gary Keller's book, he points out, and he does it through a mathematical formula, that it can actually take 66 days before a habit really takes off and becomes real. And you don't have to think about it. Now, if habits are something new for you, I'd like for you to start in this way. Make your bed every single day without fail, no exception. Because what that does is you are building a habit. And when you make your bed, you're building a habit. Number two, there is something about the fact that the, the entire rest of your bedroom could be in complete disarray. But when you make your bed, it gives it a completely different feel. You're giving yourself a chance to start your day on positive footing. The other thing that you're doing is you are, without realizing it, you're expressing gratitude. Gratitude that you have a bed to sleep in. Gratitude that you have a day to make your bed. And this is where you see God is going to be with you every step of the way. And so by building gratitude, you are just building the reinforcement that God is going to be with you. Now, at the end of the day, when you have your idea, who actually are you writing your sonata for? Well, I want to remind you, you are writing the sonata for you. 
It's your goal. It's your dream. You're not writing this for anyone else. And for the first time in your life, you are no longer allowing the frustration of unfulfilled dreams and goals lay idle because you know you are taking action and you're not letting anger for inaction take root down the road when it's time for you to ultimately cross over. And you're allowing yourself the freedom to be you because your action steps are actually saying, I am for once being true to myself, who I am, what I value. Now, if your actions happen to give inspiration and hope and courage to someone else, that's an added bonus. But you're not writing your sonata for them. You're writing it for you. But here's what can happen if you don't act on your sonata. Well, for starters, what's obvious is that your sonata will die with you. And you could be denying hope and inspiration for others. Because you see, you have no idea what you say could plant a seed of inspiration or perspective for someone else. Let me give you an example from my teaching days. I was teaching high school in a blue collar school district. I would say three months before I came on board to the school district to teach, there had been cross burnings on lawns. Now, if you're not familiar with what that is, it means there were a lot of strong feelings in this particular district toward blacks. So here I am, I'm fresh out of college. I'm wearing a peace ring. I am driving the original beetle or bug, whatever, however you want to call it. And I want to change the world, of course. Now, in one of the classes I was teaching, I had been assigned to all the so-called roughneck ringleaders in the school. Well, <laughs> given what I'm hearing, what's happening in schools today, by comparison, they probably would have been considered kittens. But here's the unit that I was focusing on. The first three days of the week, I was going to be focusing on the plight of blacks. The last two days, I was going to be focusing on the plight of the American Indian. At the start of the third day, the so-called roughneck ringleaders in the class stood up and said, we're tired of this peace tolerant junk. We're done. And they walked out. Half the class walked out. I thought, oh my gosh, I envision my beetle being turned on its side. I envision, okay, I'm just starting teaching. I'm going to be fired. Well, none of that happened. But what happened was one of the students, well, there were really, uh, there were several in that group that were so-called ringleaders. But to me, I felt they were like diamonds in the rough. No one had ever really taken the time to work with them. One in particular. And this particular student, if he got one more misconduct, he would have to take whatever the class was with an F. Well, Bill interrupted me once too many times, and I gave him a misconduct, which meant he had to take my class with an F. He was graduating from high school that year, that June. 
The following year, I hear this psst, psst at my door. I look over, and there stands Bill. I walked over, and he said, I just want you to know that blacks are okay. They're not at all what I thought they were. I met this really nice dude in the army, and my perspective is completely changed. Had Bill not returned and said that to me, I wouldn't have known. I would have had no idea. And that took a lot, in my humble opinion, that took a lot of courage for him to do that. And you see, that kind of thing can actually happen to you. And I want you to remember, if you choose to do nothing, then nothing will happen. So here you are. You're ready to do something bold. You are ready to take action on your dream, on your inspiration. But you know what? Negative thoughts can filter in. Why? Because you are doing something bold. So you could say, oh, well, you know, I know if I try to do this, people are going to say, this is really stupid. I am crazy for doing this. And then, my gosh, I need money. I mean, where am I going to go for that? And then to yourself, you say, well, who do you think you are for even considering pursuing this idea? Well, those are negative thoughts, right? Well, who is putting those negative thoughts into your head? You are. So stop doing that. Remember, the way to combat negative thinking goes back to partnering up because the consistency of doing it every single day gives you the strength and confidence to know God has your back. And again, this foundation is not going to happen overnight. Trust in the unknown is not going to happen overnight. But let me tell you, when that trust does kick in, it is a wow feeling. Now, if anger is in play and some forgiveness work is needed, then I would like to encourage you to go back to episode, I think it was three, Forgiveness 101, why you need it and how to do it. Because the ultimate goal is that you are free to move forward, where you surrender your ego. Okay, you don't let fear interfere. And if, you know, if you're considering, well, do I really need to forgive? Well, this goes back to how strong is your passion for doing what you want to do? Because the last thing you want is to spend your time replaying negative tapes. You don't want to do that. Now, as a final wrap up, where do you go from here? Well, the question really boils down to you. What do you want to do? Do you want to be decisive, take action, or do you choose to do nothing and procrastinate? That choice is totally up to you. Life always gives us choices. So what decision, what path are you going to take? When I pose that question, does it mean that after you've heard this episode, you immediately take action? No. No, you, you let things ruminate. You digest 
what you've heard. Because the spark to do something could happen tomorrow. It could happen in five months. It could happen in five years. I don't know where you're at in terms of taking action. But what I will say is when you, when the spark does hit, don't sit on it. Take action. And this is where partnering up comes into play. Because when that happens, when that spark hits, you will be ready. You will be able to step out in faith and trust the unknown. Because you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, God has your back. Now, in case you're wondering, do you have what it takes to really pursue what you want to do? Well, I would like to give you some qualities that you possess. And I'm going to, it's, it's what I call my 10-point cheer. And here it is. You blaze a new trail. You are a blank slate who is open to receive new ideas. You leave behind what no longer serves you. You are resourceful. You are enlightened. You are unafraid. You are resilient. You are undaunted. You are humble. You are coachable and willing to seek mentors. Now, I want you to remember also that your light dries out darkness. Your being here makes a difference. And your actions not only enhance others, but you also will be witnessing a new version of you that is unfolding. A new version that exudes confidence, excitement, and freedom. Now, there was a lot to take in today. There was a lot that I shared. So I want you to take what serves you and leave the rest until you are ready. But as you digest what I've shared today, I want you to know this. You are awesome. You are the best. And no one, and I do mean no one, comes any finer than you. And that's the truth. If you like what you heard and feel you've learned something, hit the subscribe button. That way you won't miss a single episode. Share the episode with one other person. That's the best way to help the show and help me reach more people. If you would like to receive a free copy of how to recognize more quickly the difference between the love path living and the qualities and the versus the fear path living, I would like for you to go to my website, juliathornbro.com and claim your free copy. God bless.